the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's a piece yours truly hosted that I trust you will enjoy. If you are driving around anywhere in this country right now, there is one unifying prayer that binds all Christians together. It's called the Apostles' Creed. It reads very, very simply. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who is conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, whence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. That's known as the Apostles' Creed. Every Catholic who plays the ro- prays the rosary says it. Most Protestants say it at least week, monthly in all of their services. And there's a new book on the Apostles' Creed by Dr. Albert Moeller. R. Albert Moeller, Jr. is the president of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville. His new book is The Apostles' Creed, Discovering Authentic Christianity in age of counterfeits, and he joins me now. Uh, Dr. Moeller, always a pleasure. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Hugh, and really glad to be with you and uh, glad to be in conversation about something as important as the Apostles' Creed. All Christians believe more than is contained in the Apostles' Creed, but none can believe less. Albert Moeller, explain that. Well, it's the baseline of, uh, of real Christianity, of authentic Christianity. When you consider the affirmations made in, in all those lines of the creed, which, by the way, you said in about 30 seconds, it's a, it's a, it's a very short, concise statement of the Christian faith. It, it doesn't tell you how to organize a church. It doesn't tell you whether or not to have bishops. It, it, it doesn't tell you a very great deal. And every church has to come to some conclusion about many issues beyond the creed. But true Christianity, authentic Christianity, is found in this creed. So you've got to have this much uh, uh, just to be authentic as, as a Christian. This is how throughout the centuries, Christians have determined that's a true church, that's not a true church, that, that's true Christianity. It has started with the Apostles' Creed. It doesn't say a lick about infant baptism. It doesn't attempt to interpret revelation. It simply states the very basics that if you can't agree to this, please don't consider yourself Christian. That's right. And one of the interesting things about it is that it really begins in narrative, telling the story of Jesus. Uh, and, and, of course, it begins with that great theistic affirmation, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. And then everything else follows. It's actually the most venerable and concise summary of the Christian faith. And that's why it's been so honored throughout Christian history. 
Now, uh, Dr. Mueller, I always say the Luntz rule. You've got to say the title of a book seven times for anyone to remember it. The Apostles' Creed, the Apostles' Creed, the Apostles' Creed. That won't work here. People will go to Google and they'll put in the Apostles' Creed and they'll get like a million listings. They have to add the subtitle, Discovering Authentic Christianity or Your Name, Albert Mueller. But the question remains, they'll find it because they'll find Albert Mueller and it will be a bestseller like your three dozen books or whatever it is. But why did you turn to the Apostles' Creed in 2019? Well, that's a great question, Hugh. You know, uh, as a young theologian and uh, looking at the history of the Christian church, I recognize that there have been three units that Christians everywhere throughout time have taught. And one of them is the Ten Commandments, and then the Lord's Prayer, and the third is the Apostles' Creed. And uh, I'm thankful to have been able to write books on all three of these, a, a book on the, on the Ten Commandments and a book on the Lord's Prayer, and, uh, and now this book on the Apostles' Creed, kind of a tripod of Christian instruction throughout the, the millennia of, uh, of Christian worship and service. So I, I think it's good enough that every generation of Christians has focused on these three units, the Ten Commandments, the Lord's Prayer, and the Apostles' Creed, then I wanted to do the same. Now, uh, Dr. Mueller, I like its timeliness. Its utility, its great utility, is arriving in an age of confusion where a lot of the media that we consume is produced by people who do not know, nor do they believe in the Apostles' Creed like you and I both do. And therefore, if you are among that number, I kind of enjoin you to go and read this so you at least understand the perimeter uh into which all Christians will come if they're genuinely Christian and about which they ought to agree. Don't don't introduce me to Joe Bag of Donuts over here and say he represents Christianity or Sally over here and say she represents Christianity. This represents Christianity. You know, Christianity is a defined set of beliefs in our day of, frankly, everything being packaged and repackaged and uh, autonomous individualism telling many people, you know, uh, religion's just you-ism. Uh, the, the Apostles' Creed reminds us that Christianity is a giant truth claim, and it's a unified truth claim, and it's a very specific truth claim. And uh, it's reducible uh, to this creed, as every creed is a, is a summary of the faith. But uh, you've got to start here. And if you're unwilling to start here, then, uh, then you're rejecting Christianity. That, that's it's, a pretty bold statement, but that's the truth. It also puts the... Crucifixion and resurrection at the center of every Christian's life. It embraces the miraculous and embraces the next life. It embraces everything. And therefore, if you can't go along with this, you really can't purport to represent the church. Am I right about that, Albert Moeller? No, you're right. As I say, every Christian, uh, you know, believes more than this, but no Christian can believe less than this. And, you know, historically, it's really interesting, given all of the, uh, the debates and the divisions in historic Christianity, um, it's very significant that the Apostles' Creed is used by the Eastern Church, by, by the Roman Catholic Church, and by the historic Protestant churches. So that tells you just how central it is to the life of the Church. And if there's going to be any kind of a renewal, I talked to Alan Sears earlier about the 50s being the high tide for Christianity under Eisenhower a couple of days ago. He's got a new book on Eisenhower's faith life. If there's any sort of possibility in this country, I don't discount it in other places like China and Africa, of revival, you'll have to agree on this first, don't you? You have to get to the basics about which revival would rally around. Well, that's right, because revival means bringing life back to something. 
and uh, so it's 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 reviving a church. It's uh, it's not reviving something that's uh, that that's new. Not creating something new. It's reviving historic Christianity. And uh, you're going to have to find historic Christianity in order to pray for God to revive it. And by the way, I believe that, that he does, and he will. I pray that he will do so here. But if he does, then everywhere in Scripture where revival comes, it, it comes as a, a reaffirmation and re-embracing of the faith, not the invention of something new. So let me go to the key part of the creed. I mentioned this to you when we were setting up the interview. There's always been one line in the creed which has confounded me. He descended into hell. And it's sort of like Luther saying, God forsaking God, who can understand that? I've always, you know, done the Catholic thing, which is to skip over it. It's how we deal with Revelation. Says, oh, okay, I'll worry about that later. It's your shortest chapter, and you acknowledge it as such. What does it mean, and why is it your shortest chapter? Well, it's my shortest chapter because there isn't much to say other than what the creed asserts. When it says that he descended into hell, it means he descended into Hades, the realm of the dead, which, which means more than anything else, he genuinely died. And, uh, and so what, what we're avoiding here is the medieval speculation about all kinds of things that Jesus did uh, during the three days that he was in the grave. The most important part of the creed, when it says that he descended into hell, is to make very clear he really died. He associated uh, uh, with all of those who had died before him. He was, uh, you know, in the Old Testament, it's called Sheol. In the New Testament, it's called Hades. He, he, he went to the realm of the dead, which is, uh, which is where we will go when we die. It's just to say he genuinely died. The only way out of the realm of the dead is resurrection. And that's the very next line. That, 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 that's exactly what happened. He was raised from the dead. Now, let me also spend just a moment with you on why Christianity presents itself as an obstacle to modern America. He shall come to judge the quick and the dead. Uh, expand on judgment, Al. Yeah, you know, the, the, the clear horizon of the Bible is that judgment is coming and that God will judge all. When it says the quick and the dead, as you know, that's a, that, that comes from the Latin meaning the, the dead and the alive. So uh, all will be made alive to be judged. And, you know, this is so incredibly important because God's judgment will be absolutely perfect. Uh, human justice is approximate. We can arrest the drunk driver, but we can't give you know, restoration of the limb to the victim who lost it. God's judgment will be perfect. So not only will the wrongdoer be punished, but the one who was wronged uh, will be made whole. And it's, uh, it's, it, it's something that Christians must look forward to, but it's also going to be a terrible day of judgment. You think about all the human sin and human evil. You think about every single one of us and then all of us together. And, uh, and God will judge nations. You know, in the book of Revelation, we're told that Christ will judge the nations with a rod of iron. And so history, which we like to talk about the judgments of history. Well, the judgments of history are just awaiting the judgments of God, of every emperor, Caesar, potentate, every totalitarian dictator, every regime, every society is going to be judged by God. And, uh, you know, uh, you, honestly, that, that's what keeps me uh, functioning, is knowing that God's judgment is coming. My, my friend David Allen White used to like to remind people of the old Catholic teaching, which is every Catholic ought to reflect every day on uh, death, judgment, heaven, and hell. 
That was the that was the way you could get your compass set in the morning. Death, judgment, heaven, and hell. And the Apostles' Creed is very obvious about it. Al, my recommendation to everyone, I want to give you the last word, is that if you've got a Bible study going, go get the Apostles' Creed by Albert Moeller and read through it just so you can all agree on the basics. Has it taken off? Is it is it serving that purpose? It is, and uh, that was my great hope, that people would see it and they'd recognize I need to know more about the Apostles' Creed, and uh, my hope is that, uh, that God will use it in order to revive in them the knowledge of Christ and uh, to ground them in Christian truth. Albert Muller, great new book. Congratulations, as always, the President of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. He's probably got three more books underway as we speak, but this one, this is a keeper, as is his book on the Ten Commandments and the Lord's Prayer, the, the, the triptych of basics. Thank you, Al. Always great to talk to him. I really... I just love talking to Al Mohler. Someday I'm going to find a book that he hasn't already read. I gave up asking him. But someday I'm going to find a book he hasn't already read, and then I'm going to stump him. But whenever I bring up a book, he's already read it. And you should see his library. If you ever get to Louisville and you know him well enough, when you see his library, you're going to say, whoa, this is what Jefferson was like. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.